You are listening to CJSW 90.9 FM, broadcasting out of Calgary, Alberta at the University of Calgary. At the University of Calgary campus radio station located on Treaty 7 land. I would like to take this opportunity to acknowledge the traditional territories of the people of the Treaty 7 region in southern Alberta. The city of Calgary is also home to Métis Nation of Alberta, District 5 and 6. Disclaimer. The following program features language not suitable for all audiences, and the expressed opinions found within this program are a reflection of those who feature on the Pop Culture Effect podcast. Welcome to the Pop Culture Effect. I'm Rockin' Rob, and on this show, I bring my closest friends together to talk about all of the news happening in our pop culture world around us. Anyway, so yeah, are we ready? I mean, I'm ready. I think everybody else is ready. But the one thing I know is, is I know Blaze is ready because Blaze is the recorder master, but I am still the host because I continue no. to get Sundays off. Because you it just keeps happening. To not work. Yeah, I continue to just be unemployed. Well, I'm not unemployed. I am employed. It's just you let this up to the real stars. I gotta. Interns, so I, 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 I just gotta. You, you know what? I just gotta suck some corporate. <laughs> that's that's all I really gotta do, man. We just we just is, can't figure out how to reopen. Yeah. The portal to the editor's realm. Yeah, you, you know, you know, man. At, at, at a certain point, at a certain point, you got you got to just be like, hey, hey, maybe, just maybe, I should, uh, I should just not. But you know, I, 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 I can't, I can't hold myself back from wanting to be a part of this. And uh, the only people I'd want to be in this situation with me are my wonderful friends, because I'm joined with, I, I am joined by a full house. We got all five of us here today, and we, we got, we got the recorder, Master Blaze. What up? We got the artiste. We got Gemini. Hello. We got Subset. Hello. And we oh, wow. got. You don't even give gig. me a good thing. Wow. Yeah. You're just Subset. Anyways, we got we got the the lore master. We got Menace. Oh, they're gonna get the titles, but I don't. Yeah, know I don't know. That. I don't know why. I I really don't know why specifically for this recording I decided to make <laughs> monikers for you guys. I just I don't know. I just and like I like being part of the recording. The idiot. I, I'm Rob. upset that I've only missed <laughs> one episode out of our out of our recording string gemini <laughs> what the f- is going on with mass effect 5 because i thought the franchise died at andromeda i did too i'll be honest i thought it you ended know. at three and then died in andromeda <laughs> so this is actually yeah. this is actually mass effect 4 not mass effect 5 the labeling is misleading well yes and no Ma- andromeda was technically the fourth game it still chronologically fit in the timeline of the mass effect uh series because andromeda took place after three like long after because in Andromeda you know you go to there trying to colonize the Andromeda galaxy um I actually never beat the trilogy but I know the rough plot line of it because every time I go back to it I play the first game so I want to play it in order and the controls what? are holy shit bad what what ending did they go with for how Andromeda went I forgot was it like oh, just the piece with the reavers the I think we so. haven't got well, there yet well here's the well with Andromeda it was weird because they left it on a cliffhanger because I think they had anticipations for it to do well and then pull like a Dragon Age Inquisition where they would release a DLC that would kind of wrap it up I think because that's what they did with Inquisition and that came out like I think four years before Andromeda but obviously it didn't do too well or it was because they are going to be doing what is going on with Mass Effect 5 which they released like a very very brief teaser trailer that's like 35 seconds long and it's basically just this like robed figure um in like a 
Mm, sorry, my cookies are coming up. Anyway, what? Wait, what? <laughs> I, had, I, I felt like a burp. Is that a? Is that yeah. a collo- Is that a colloquial? Is that? Is that a? Is that a? I can't say the fucking word. I, are you talking about needing to poop? No, it was a fucking belch. Anyway, the colloquialism. Yeah. it shows a helmeted, robed figure in like a cyberpunk jacket kind of thing with the N7 logo, which is like you know the logo for the. Um, um, uh, I think like the big like space group. I can't remember what it's called because I haven't played these games in so long. And they're just basically walking down and not walking down and everything. That's all it is. But um, apparently there were some a few things accompanying text uh, with it. And one of them mentioned or it says Andromeda distress signal detected. And with how Andromeda ended where it was kind of like a semi peaceful cliffhanger. A part of me is kind of theorizing that maybe they never were going to go that route and they were going to go with this where um, maybe someone from the al- Alliance that's what it is it's like the big Alliance or whatever and because with Andromeda it was a whole separate group of people that went out that were I think linked to the Alliance but they were also kind of their own thing because you know they're all the way in a whole new f- galaxy so they're probably not going to be able to keep in contact so maybe something had happened again because I think like it kind of all went up in a shit show anyway with the whole like that's basically what the whole game of Andromeda is about is everything going to hell because if I remember correctly, they said like there were I think there were like four massive like colon- colony ships that were shipped out, like four or five, and they lost contact with like one of them, uh, which that's what I thought they would make a DLC about. Never did. Tragically. But it could be something along the lines of, you know, maybe you're going to be playing as an alliance agent who is going out to see and assist the Andromeda mission and everything. That's really all that they have about it because again, this is a teaser trailer and they don't like, there's nothing about it. Hell, we probably won't even see this, any more information about this game till like next year around this time because Bioware is so busy right now with a bunch of other projects and this game probably won't even be ready until at the soonest mid 2025. (laughs) And that's just a rough guess because they're still like really working. I'm really hoping they're really working hard on Dragon Age for, but with each passing day, my hope does not wane at all. <laughs> it does not wane because I am delusional. My wallet on it. <laughs> yes, it does. It's my money and I need it now. No, my it's soul, my money my heart, and I want to spend it now. Yeah, my my wallet doesn't depend on it. My mental well-being and my soul depend on it. My wallet wishes it will never come out. My bank account is praying it never releases. <laughs> my heart and soul will never give up. See, and it will never let you down. see i'm just waiting for <laughs> never gonna run these. around or desert you <laughs> never gonna let you <laughs> Never gonna make you cry. Never gonna say goodbye. Never but, gonna tell yeah. a lie. A part you. of me feels that maybe they might not go with the ma- the name Mass Effect Five. They might go with um Epsilon. Ooh, because It'll probably be just as shitty as, as Andromeda. Andromeda actually wasn't that bad. It really they wasn't. Should, they should call it Mass Effect Milky Way. That's I mean, where it's the not f- in the Milky Way first. Yeah, time. yeah. Outside the Milky Way, then still oh, dumb geez. because that's not even the same galaxy. Well, Epsilon technically is the number five and like some fancy like what Greek lettering or whatever I have no f- idea when are we gonna visit Omicron Percy I-8 that's my question what like, that's a future Rama reference you hey Bobber you're stretching yeah. it now face face face
All right. Uh, um, some of the, some of the, like, there were a few other accompanying texts. Um, Andromeda, distress signal detected. Audio transcript, although they should know by now not to underestimate human, redacted. Classified review briefing materials on official Alliance comms channels. Security breach detected. Contact Al- Systems Alliance. Epsilon, Oculon, Nebula. That's so, all that. I, well, I was just going to say, is it is it like something that the community has to decipher to get a meaning from it? Or like... Well, that's all they've released so far. It's possible. What else? Teasers evolved to be titled other things like Defiance and Post Nebula. Notes of access codes of Oculin 2819 Defiance. And um, a lot of people think that um, 2819 could be when the game was, is when the game will be set. Um, Such as, is that when like they arrive in Andromeda or some other things? So there's a lot of speculation. And the Mass Effect series was never, well, is is like kind of like second, second place, maybe third place for me because Dragon Age is better in my opinion. That's just me, you know. Dragon Age is a better series, but... Because <laughs> you're a fantasy gamer, not a sci-fi gamer. I am. But, like, I still appreciate Mass Effect, and, and I do I do need to go back and finish them, but it's just I've replayed the beginning of the first game, like, at least 15 times, so every time I try to restart it, I'm like, oh, God, I gotta do the fucking beginning again. <laughs> and when I play the original one, I'm like, holy shit, these controls are bad. See, and then the when they, I'm... like, released the remaster, remake, whatever the fuck it was, I was like, oh, no. Oh, it's the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for franchises like Call of Duty and Mass Effect and Five Nights at Freddy's to get into the double digits of their subtitles, like Mass Effect 10, Five Nights at Freddy's 20. I know that there was just a teaser for Inside Out 2, so that's happening. Yeah, I saw that. That does look interesting because the first movie was actually really cute. I enjoyed it. Anxiety! I probably picked yeah. the mic so bad there. Yeah, you did. Anxiety, baby! I love it. I can't wait. But yeah, sorry. I just wanted, I wanted to stop. I wanted to squeeze that in because we'll probably talk about when a trailer comes out or when the movie comes out. But I was gonna say, yeah, right now it's just like a. Didn't they release a little trailer, like a little teaser? Yeah, it's like a little teaser where uh, anxiety shows up, literally dumps her baggage out onto the floor. You know, I never, I never, I didn't really realize that until you said <laughs> that that it was literally dumping the baggage. Wow. Yeah, where, yeah. Where can she put her stuff? She has a lot of baggage. Wow, I never caught on to that. <laughs> Holy shit. See, That's the one funny. thing I like, there, there also was. A poster. I know we're definitely getting off topic now, but I just want to fill in the gaps. Uh, before we uh, before we move on, like and keep going, uh, I fact checked for you. We actually are. We are on the fifteenth Call of Duty. Oh my god! You guys were already up to double digits with Call of Duty. Yeah, like so, eighteen billion quadrillion games. So what you're saying is what you're saying is Call of Duty is halfway to matching WrestleMania with their numbering because I think they're at like WrestleMania forty next year. But no, it's at fifteen. We're halfway to thirty. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fair. Still, Look, man, close. if they just give it a pretty new skin and spit shine it, you guys will. Yeah, they just gotta put up. out two Call of Duties every year for the next ten years. And then you're and gonna then bitch and moan that after a few, like after an hour of playing it, you're like, nah, it's not as good as the other one. It's not as I good. Mean, as what do you mean? He, I mean, Bobert's been saying that since before this one even came out. I mean, it's we'll not get as good as Call of Duty, like Call of Duty Zombies, Black Ops. It's not as good as the same Call of Duty. We'll get that. As preface to that, okay, fair. This fair man point. for like the first week that, of this that, game, the MW3 is worse than the Call of Duty that it is literally attached to. Uh, yeah, not as bad but as Vanguard. Then, still... but, then, but then five minutes, less than five minutes later, says that it feels the exact same. It does. And then visually like, feels the exact same. And excitement 
and froth at the mouth about call, about like a new Call of Duty game and you're like, Fuck yeah, I'm so excited. I'm going to play the shit out of it. God, you're worse than a Sims player. Hey, no, true. You are a Sims player. What do you even... Exactly. What do you even... <sighs> you're just as bad as me when it comes to Sims content. They keep dumping horse shit on me, but then when they release something new, I'm like, ooh, maybe this won't be a big old steam pile of horse apples when it usually is. Yeah, I should have learned my lesson in Vanguard, okay? God. Anyway, moving on. From, yeah, I just want to say, be, before we move on, I just I just want to say, the other thing about Inside Out 2, they did reveal a poster that also shows off, I think, four, like, I think there's going to be four total new emotions, including anxiety. Yeah, anxiety. I saw names from it. I was like, anxiety, and I don't remember the other three. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how they kind because I'm assuming they're going to have to retcon the first movie in some way, because, you know, they showed off adult emotions, and none of the emotions that are seen in the sequel appear in them. Maybe they were on, oh, maybe they were on I was going to say. Maybe they're on anxiety. emotional suppressants. Anxiety yeah, I mean, in them are normally, like, what? Because this one's probably going to be set, like, when she's a teenager, right? Going through puberty. Yeah. But I doubt yeah, they'll they, actually they have the balls that. to show her getting her period. They, they probably won't, but they did reference that at the end. They were like, huh, what's this button? Or whatever. Yo, okay, I'm going to be honest. If they, if they do it, I will give them mad props. They might. I mean, they referenced it very, like, for, like, a brief moment in turning or uh was it turn was turning red was that the name of it because i feel like ever since no because i know it was one more she's a panda that's turning red yeah but i feel like yeah, ever since, they like I, mentioned it very briefly i know that nobody likes the show big mouth i kind of like human resources i think it's a better version of the show but i kind of like that show i'll be I honest think, i think at the end of the day like big mouth as a whole as a show kind of really made it so that way these intricate details of youth growing up through puberty are actually things that we can talk about and yeah. not something that we can just oh, yeah. shy away from. That's what I can respect about it is that they're willing to talk about it. Do they do it in very outlandish ways? Oh, it's, like, oh it makes me uncomfortable sometimes. Oh, it yeah, definitely no, makes me said, uncomfortable sometimes. Like, you know, it's, a, I, it's a very guilty pleasure of mine that I kind of do actually enjoy watching the show. Do I, you know, when I watch it and I'm sitting there, am I like, ooh, I, I'm definitely Yes. <laughs> I'm definitely going to have to censor this, but the first time Andrew faded <laughs> to the cat clock, I was very, very uncomfortable. Yeah. I cringed. Yeah, every time the uh, the chick was like talking to her and everything. Oh, I, was, like, oh, I forgot about. Weird. Why did you this to remind weird. me of that? Why? Yeah, every time, like you know, anything about her. <laughs> And like she's like talking to it and they're no. showing it. I'm like, this is weird. And this you're gonna really have weird. fun editing this out, Robbie. Here's my question. <laughs> Here's my question. Like, why? Why why like why? I mean, I know someone who has a couple opinions about oh, why, thought, but we're not I gonna I thought get you were about it. to say I know a friend who has a talking <laughs> No. You're like, oh well. No. <laughs> uh. Gemini here, and you're listening to the pop culture effect on CJSW. Anyway, moving on from Mass Effect news and where I really hope it is you know, good. Moving uh, on from space to space. Yeah, space. Yeah. Menace, what is this about Risk of Rain? I thought that was already a, like a, out and for a long time. It is a game, and it's been out for ten years. It is a game. The first one has been out for ten years. The second one has been amazing. It's making a comeback. Yeah, with like, can I, okay. And before you start, I just want to say this one thing. I am very happy to see that they are putting out DLC for an old game. Oh yeah. Like yes, they are remastered, but because uh, they have dedicated fan base that has been playing this game the entire time, and the fan base is actually. Great 
grown over these 10 years. I don't doubt it. But like, so there, they had their uh, 10th anniversary like stream or it was a stream, but it was more like a video, I should say. But essentially it went over everything that has happened from the development team and then uh, essentially showing what's going on in the future. And there are four, there were four big announcements that were shown. One is the inclusion or porting, I guess you could say, of the uh, first DLC of Risk of Rain 2 to console from, it's been out for on PC for a couple months now, or maybe maybe even a year. And that's called Survivors of the Void. It adds three new areas, which each area has a new boss. It's 15 sub-enemies, uh, three three more variants added onto the enemies that the enemy types can become. Not over enough 60 enemies. items. Not enough <laughs> over enemies. Six, over 60 new items. Not enough um, customizability, honestly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no respawn buzz. No, no. no. <laughs> respawn I, I hate all of you. Uh, You're welcome. But um, actually, it uh, doesn't have a pack of punch machine. You don't need one. Just get more items. That's true. But uh, what Risk of Rain is is it's a, of course, with me, it's a roguelite where you got to go through about six different waves. The maps are different each time. The the loot that you get is randomized. Every every chest you open, it's a random item you get. It's actually a very fun game. Very um built around like a lore. At least for the second one is this one I got into it. But it's uh kind of started with the lore and then built the game around it, which I've always I've always found interesting. I figure like least in my opinion is the best way to start a game making process. But you have like seven or what is it? It's nine now with the DLC that came out. You have nine different survivors, each of them have different abilities, and you can actually unlock different abilities by completing like challenges based on that character. From when I from when I have played so far, I really like playing the hunter. Oh yeah. Uh, Huntress, I think her name is. Yeah, Huntress. Sorry. Is a <laughs> oh, you're good. She's actually one of my favorites too. Uh, she's like a teleporty. She has a small health pool, but she's she's very. She does high damage and teleporty she's very mobile. And arrow barrage. One of her one of her favorite things is that uh at least that I like about her is that he's, she's got an auto aim for her normal primary. It doesn't do a lot of damage, but you can literally just sprint around and you don't got to worry about yeah, not man. having. It's to... all about multi. It's all about multi. Oh yeah, multi's cool too. No, but... what do you mean cool? He's the best. Mm, I don't he, know. He, he is I'm kind of liking with the stop with the new bad, DLC that stop 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 <laughs> the new DLC that came out though added this uh this railgun character and I've been liking her she's she's real fun um you can essentially charge up with a with a big damage shot but it'll knock out your abilities for like five seconds her actual like secondary abilities she pulls up a scope and it becomes a sniper rifle she's all about crit damage which I I, I really enjoy and try to find like the fastest way to get through the level or the fastest way to kill the boss but uh I keep bouncing around, sorry. But you uh, hey, essentially man, go and you... the screen, so it's fine. Oh yeah, you go through these, you go through these different levels, and then at the end you get to uh, essentially like this, the moon of the planet, and you find one of the elder gods that essentially helped look over this planet back when it was in its prime. Uh, like the lore is that the the guy on the moon that you fight was actually like he was part of a coup to take down the protector of the planet. He's like the god of despair, or whatever I think from this. But anyway, you go through and when you die, you lose everything. You got to start as a new character. I don't know. I, I, if you've if you've watched any of our older episodes, you'll know that roguelites are kind of like my my jam. What was that other one that we were that we did? It was like a first person shooter where we just went. It was dungeon crawling. Mm, I can't remember actually, but but you know which one I'm talking about, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, hold okay. on. Oh, okay, I wanted to make sure my fart didn't show up on the recording. Okay, well, great. Good, good to know. Good, good, good yeah, to know. Mention it though, so yeah, it's in course. the recording. Yeah, 
okay. But anyway, going back to the announcements of of the actual section, I thought I figured there would honestly be more of like uh more more talk from the hey others man, that I, have I, played this game. I just, dude, I'm gonna be honest. As, as a guy that is both both a zombies player and also just a big heavy FPS player, I I really liked it. I like the time that I spent in it. I kind of want to spend FPS, more time so. into it. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Just because well, it has right, guns no, in person. it, Robbie does no, not mean right, it's, it's an FPS. Person. My bad, my bad. I, I got my wires crossed. Anyways, from a guy who really appreciates the Call of Duty and Left 4 Dead style where you're just killing waves of enemies and killing boss monsters, when it came to my time with Risk of Rain, I was skeptical at first when both Menace and Subset told me about it. But after playing it for a while, I did enjoy it. It's just I suck. As, as you will know, I suck at video games and thus I die a lot, but I still appreciate the video games even though I die a lot. So hopefully I get better. But yeah, Risk of Rain 2 was fun. I just hope that I hope that either we see more DLC or we see a third game or maybe we see a different concept with the... Actually, there was actually one of the announcements was a that they are working on and almost done with the second DLC, which not only adds the... We saw at least three new maps, one of them having a different day and night cycle where different parts of the map are open during night or day. Oh shit, I love myself and, a cycle. And, well, it's not like it's not like it changes while you're there. Sometimes the, some of, yeah, uh, well, some of your runs, like the, the, the map will be day. Yeah, yeah. During, yeah. But this one is also going to start going more like into opening up the lore for more people that have not like been into it and stuff like that until like the story of the ha- what actually happened on the planet. I'm and just why glad it's that this they're mess. still adding content to it, you know? Like this is still something that they are fully committed. Because I feel like a lot of times when it comes to these smaller scale games, they are put out, maybe they have one DLC, but they kind of just drift off unless they are able to like create a cult following like Hollow Knight or evidently Risk or of Rain or Hades. Or, yeah. Yeah. Which this, these new DLCs um, coming out along with the other stuff coming out for it, which I should actually just let me replay. They just announced what, like a what shit they are actually stuff. called. I want to, I want to get the names right for everything that's coming out. Uh, I had it here. Okay. So we got Survivors of the Void, which is the, the DLC that just came to console. We have Seekers of the Storm, which is the next DLC that's coming out. Um, there were two other announcements that came out during this is they are creating a mobile game where you can create your own three team. It's obviously got little gotcha features probably where you can get different survivors and you can have your team of three that you can swap between seamlessly and go through runs of Risk of Rain in a more of a top-down format. And then the last announcement that they had at there is they are completely redoing uh, Risk of Rain 1 from the ground up to put it onto Switch and uh, I can't remember. I definitely do like the variety of different types of enemies that are in the game too. It doesn't feel like copy and paste of the same enemies all the time. They actually have a good diversity to the enemies too, so it always kind of feels fresh every time you go into a new wave. And see, the thing I appreciate most about it is the fact that... Yeah, the thing I really appreciated about it was the fact that the environments and the locations were vibrant and different, and they actually felt like you were exploring different worlds rather than just the same place but skin differently or having this a different actually, environment. Oh yeah, I, I love the I love the environment, but actually, Bobby, this is all on one planet. All these different areas that you are, we're just Wait, exploring what? the one planet. So we're literally yeah. on Battle World, is what you're saying? Uh, no, like we're not getting teleported there. Like we're just we're just trying to find our. Oh no, I, I was I was there. saying Battle World as in a planet that is made up of very diverse, smaller portions of 
of other oh like, bio like not not like i'm not saying that in the lore it's a planet made up of smaller planets i was just making a reference to battle world the marvel because that's yeah that's what i thought you were talking about i was saying like yeah. no it's it's not like people battling it out there or anything like no i was just talking about the differing the differing uh atmospheres and the differing locations uh yeah yeah okay okay made a reference um, for no reason granted that's like all of my references if i'm gonna be honest that's okay sometimes yeah dude risk of rain i, I just hope that I, I can get a little bit more time with risk of rain because i just feel like the next game that we're going to talk about is kind of eating away a lot of my time in the last couple days since it's come out so i just i, I want to play more risk of rain because i actually do like it and i want to get better because yeah. i know when i die i let off down because you guys have to res me all the time actually no no you don't you can't res. i just i die until the next round so i just yeah, miss so out you, on you playing the game you miss out on playing the game and getting stronger by grabbing items yep but yeah i'm very excited i'm excited to explore the lore more uh i want to i want to see what they have the final they showed off kind of the big guy that we'll be fighting in the next dlc who's kind of like i said before is supposed to be like the protector of this planet and you kind of get to see little uh gameplay of him walking around and stuff in the background of the maps i'm very excited to try to fight him he looks fun he reminds me of like uh shadow of the colossus that's what i'm kind of thinking that's what i'm trying to think of like he's not mega big like that but he's a he's a big construct guy so i want to see what like if there's a level surrounding that and, like we get to see like we got to move jump on like moving platforms to get to him and stuff like that parkour yeah parkour menace here and you're listening to the pop culture effect on cjsw but anyway from those uh announcements of new new dlc and new content coming to older game go to the next game of a very old franchise that we learned about Robert, what is what is going on with a uh, modern warfare uh three man the release see, of that like when it comes to modern warfare three i've got a lot of opinions and when it comes to what i'm going to be talking about tonight i'm going to i'm going to try and put my opinions aside and just look at what i am objectively playing when i boot up the game so so when i when i was going through my kind of research on this game there were several different ways that i wanted to do it i wanted to do it in pros and cons list i wanted to write out all the things that i noticed about the game but at the end of the day i think it is summarized in this one kind of paragraph here and and i know this is gonna this is gonna bounce around a lot and it's gonna talk a lot but before i get into this because what i'm about to say is going to talk about the not so negative things i have to say about the game let me talk about the positives that i have to say what i will say is that i enjoy the fact that we finally get to have these modern warfare 2 maps in multiplayer even though i wish they would be in modern warfare 2 but again not the point campaign i heard online it was roughly three to four uh, between three and four hours i never played it just because i'm not a big campaign guy i just never have been i played black ops 1 and 2 but nothing aside from that and uh, and again i'm not a big warzone guy but then when they when they when they talked about this new zombies game mode and they were just going to kind of transplant the new warzone map into it i was a little skeptical if i'm going to be honest especially with the history that this game has had because you know when call of duty like like basically there was an interview uh february of 2022 where call of duty said they were not going to make a call of duty in 2023 and that they were just going to focus on having a second year's worth of content on mw2 obviously that didn't happen and that is kind of the driving force as to why unanimously online people are saying that it is a glorified DLC for MW2. And I just want to say that putting aside the brand new Zombies experience, which has its good moments, has its bad moments, the, the majority of the negative aspect of it that people have seen online is the AI care, the AI enemies, which I kind of agree with. I think the objectives are fun. I just feel as though... I Thanks feel as... An aimbot. Oh, definitely. They, they, like, it's so, like, their damage needs to be nerfed by half like 
Genuinely, I, I'm not exaggerating. I think their AI just needs to be dumbed down a little I bit. I think their AI just needs to be removed, if I'm going to be honest. Anyway. I honestly would agree with you. I, I think... Like, I get it. I get, I get the whole thing that they're trying to do. They're trying to say, hey, this is the epicenter of a new outbreak. Obviously, not everybody's going to be infected already. I get that, but it's still done. That, that's not that's not what it's doing. They're more... The, that's the rival group, essentially. That's the... Uh, you know how there well, was, like, but, the rival but, but, group but that's in what Cold I'm saying. War. There, there are still there other the... people than the survivors that are around in the world. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, j- just just as a little aside, the zombies mode, gotta, the game's been out two days. the bad guys into there, though. That's why. Yeah. But yeah, the zombies mode, the way they handled it, where they just kind of made DMZ, which it's not like... It, DMZ was kind of just the base that they used to make this. But I think it was... It was an interesting experiment. I don't necessarily know how the long-term lifespan of the mode is going to go. But I think... I, I will say this, without going into too many negatives, I am glad that that I, as a Zombies player, have something to play that is new Zombies content before we get to the new Treyarch game in 2024. But anyways, um, also apparently the Wonder Weapon's cool, and the, the oh, the other thing I want to say twice. about the Zombies mode, before I, before I get too wrapped up into just this little paragraph before I end things off, is the Zombies actually feel, not, not just tough, but it feels like there is a plentiful amount of them, because the my biggest concern of Outbreak was just the fact that it was just empty. There was nothing, there's no enemy, barely any enemies, barely any spawns. But this one, they crank that shit up. Whether you're in the medium zone I, or you're in the in the gas wave, one like it, whether from, you're in the medium zone or I've, the gas wave when it wait when it when the when your timer runs out. Also, the timer. I can't even describe how frustrated I am with the timer. Anyways, but the timer doesn't. It, once we actually from the matches we played, the timer doesn't really seem to be an issue because we can get a good portion of stuff done. I get that, but but my my whole perspective on it is it is a it is a forced restriction that the de- that the developers put on us rather than having it be a toggle because they want you to play their game well I, yeah but I, I guess i guess they want to restrict if, if, if they want to restrict how much we do in a single would you, game my whole thing is you already uh, out of our group you are the farthest you are already you are already almost done with act one if you had no time limit you would already be done with the game and be bored and not want to play it wouldn't you? i wouldn't say that i like you you also have to understand like the way i played this game mode was i picked up my controller and i did not put it down until i went to sleep i would go six to eight hours just playing just loading back up loading back up like i did it in a really irresponsible way i condensed it all into one day because i'm a psychopath anyways um yeah i just i think i also think it's weird that they have a three-man group i i feel like with the way that they're kind of promoting it i don't necessarily know why a team limit matters like i get you don't want to have like 12 people queue up in a lobby but like you know make it up up to six people in a lobby that way you have two three-man groups i feel like it should be at least four considering that zombies has always been teams of four yeah teams of four and i do like the thing that they had that they did add where you can like invite other teams oh yeah it's that's great uh the, the one thing i don't necessarily like about it is when you switch teams you lose access to your previous team instead well, you of can them go comp- back and ask them into... to join back i know but i feel like it should compile into the same team but i guess it's it's dependent on the... how specifically the request is made it's dependent on the person it's not it's not team based i see but yeah, yeah. The, like aside from the other positives i want to say like the rucksack concept is a really good addition and adds a lot of player customization doing the objectives and x filling feels fun it feels enjoyable to do it it's just I will, like i will add that the loot from the objectives feels satisfying towards like what you are doing for that objective based on what rewards you get 
Yes, but I also feel that the way they handled the storytelling is a little bit tedious. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can't say that, but they that's how the DMZ was essentially. That's yeah. how that that is how they did DMZ was those faction missions type thing that they're doing for. Yeah, especially if you're especially if you're like not a if you're just in a field and you're not around like a jump pad or the, you have the wonder weapon. Oh, you're talking about movement. Jump. I thought you were talking like the amount of challenges you have to do. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, sorry. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, well, I, I yeah, movement, movement. They should definitely add more, either more of the redeploy points or more of the aether like. like here's my thing. Uh, Why don't they points? in 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 a most in in a recent Call of Duty? Didn't they implement a grappling hook? They did. That was a that was a Black Ops game though. True, but also imagine if you were able to like grapple onto a building and then just soar into your parachute. I don't know. I just I, like you said. I feel like there should be more movement options. I, I feel like a grappling hook wouldn't be one of like wouldn't be the best option. Only because of like they've they've stated that they've had difficulties with like the animations and the That's the fair. physics of the grappling hook. But yeah, putting aside the fact that there's no main quest Easter egg, there's no round based zombies, it is I would say it is a decent play through. Like after Vanguard, it's definitely a breath of fresh air because you know it's not Vanguard. But yeah, it's it just feels like DMZ with zombie with with a little bit of zombies flavored in, if that makes sense. But but as as we go to my last little bit here because I really I, I, I don't want to cause too much of a flame war in the comments but I believe me. <laughs> I haven't I, I'll, I'll, I'll say it for everybody I'm an avid I, I have nostalgia on max for this game Modern Warfare 2 is my favorite COD and I've I'm very much about it I'm very much enjoying the multiplayer well I only like I only get on you because you repeat yourself during our arguments like I'll ask I'll counter your argument and you'll be like oh yeah well and you'll say the same thing that started the entire argument it, you know, like, dude, what? I mean, yeah, I, I that, that's why I've been trying to, especially when I'm going through my notes here, I'm trying to not retread what I'm saying. I'm trying to actually explain myself. But let me just get this out because I really want to say it. This is the one way I feel Call of Duty could have done this. Like, I said, go through some of your cons then, like... Oh, well, no, well, okay, the, the majority of the cons when it comes to this game is... Oh, and apparently at launch, the, the, the map spawns for multiplayer was so bad that they had to pull some of the maps from the rotation, so that's always fun. Uh, but yeah, aside from that, like, the majority of my complaints kind of get told in this one little, like, paragraph that I wrote out, because th this is how I feel Call of Duty should have approached this, because tying in with the interview that they had in February of 2022, they could have said, hey, we are gonna focus on Modern Warfare 2 for another year and give it more content. Here is what we have in mind. One, transitioning the multiplayer base from MW2 to MW3 in the same way that Overwatch transitioned its audience into Overwatch 2. And I know that what I'm about, like, all that I'm saying in this paragraph may or may not be possible. I'm just saying in a perfect world. And transferring over the multiplayer maps over to the new map pool, just like they did with the weapon pool, because they brought over the weapon pool from Modern Warfare 2 to MW3. And and as an aside note, I just want to say that aspect of the game where you're able to bring over the operators, the bundles, the, the customizable aspects of the game, and also the guns into this new game, I think is a good choice. But I also think it kind of, it kind of adds adds credence to the thought of this being a glorified DLC. I can understand of doing it like if it is a if it is the next in like the series like Modern Warfare 2 to Modern Warfare 3 kind of deal because mm. they're like they're not set far apart they're not like yeah in a different universe or anything but like when you get to the levels of like what 
Warzone did with having Vanguard, Cold War, Modern Warfare. Yeah. That that's when it gets a little bit too much. But I don't know. I like the fact that you can like use use attachments that, that were from Modern Warfare 2 or you can use attachments that were on that were from Modern Warfare 3 on Modern Warfare 2 weapon. Yeah, but that kind of adds to my whole point here is that like with all of the with all my wishful thinking of pushing the player base and the and the map pool and the weapon pool into MW3, you would also have to be like, hey, this three and a half hour campaign is going to be a conclusion DLC set after the DL- the, the main campaign of MW2. The only thing with, because I know, I know you don't play campaign much, so the campaign kind of, when it comes to campaign, this is like, the story that it tells in this wouldn't, the fan base would be outraged if it was a DLC. Like, if it was titled as a DLC. Well, I just, well, I feel like they could title as, they could title it any way they want, as an expansion, as a DLC, but I just feel... I'm saying, as as any sort of, if it wasn't titled just simply as MW3 and the next in the franchise, with it being the Mackerel versus Price. I believe that people would actually be more receptive with it being an add-on at the end, with with the fact that it is already a very short campaign. And you just price it down a bit. And which, probably which is, one of the lowest received campaigns yeah. Most, out of Call One of, of the lowest received Call of Duties in a while. I mean, obviously the Vanguard too. There were worse Call of Duties. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, and, and to kind of wrap up my, my little thing here that, I, that I've been going through is that, you know, all all of this that I'm saying from upgrading the the overall lobby pool from MW2 to MW3 with the maps, the graphics, the, the new engine, all that stuff, like they did with Overwatch 1 and Overwatch 2, with that and the campaign DLC, there would also be the promotion of a new Warzone map, and then you could say, hey, for those of you that may not want to play Warzone, we're going to take that Warzone map and make our own separate Zombies mode. Like, I, I understand, because outside of this episode, Menace and I were talking about the concept of if this was a separate game with all that it is provided, is it seen as a full-fledged game? And I agreed with him to a certain to a certain point. I agreed in the sense that if it was if it was a standalone v- game within a within a vacuum, I would understand. Yes, it would be a full it would be a full experience. But from the transition between MW2 and MW3, and the way that they handled it, and the way that it could have just been micro mini changes to MW2 rather than being made into a whole new game, I just feel like uh, I, I I just feel like MW2 is considered a game outside of those optics, but with the optics of it being a COD game, it, it just, it it, 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 it it makes more financial sense to promote it as a second year of content for MW2 and sell it at like $40 to $50 than put it in its own Call of Duty and charge $90 for it. When, and, and, and remember, this is all hinging on the fact that in 2022 they had an interview where they said we're not making a call of duty in 2023 which obviously they went back on from a from a mainly multiplayer aspect i think that they they've done great with what they what they set out to do and i can get that but at the same time they i know it's a it's a far-fledged thing to say to just say oh they could do what overwatch did but it it could be possible to take the base of mw2 be like okay we're gonna make mw through mw3 and just port the game port all of the assets that are in MW2, like the maps, because they already did it with the guns. I don't necessarily believe it would be too difficult to to bring all of the MW2 maps into MW3. Um, but that all depends on. There's like a whole. There's like well, a the bunch of different. With that, is they wanted the they wanted this 
game. Like I understand about adding them, and, and, but the and whole, the whole thing reason that was I special about it was that it's the fan the fan favorite maps. And I get that, but the whole reason why I'm upset is yes, when you are looking at fan favorite maps, I believe it would be better to have the fan base maps support the the, the map list rather than be the only selling points of the map list. And and, and the and the whole reason I'm saying all this is because my the biggest the biggest glaring issue I had with MW2 is that I felt that there just wasn't a big enough map variety. And I feel like these 12 maps that they remastered for MW3 would have broadened that depth of not playing the same map every five games, you know? MW2 already had a decent amount of maps, actually. Uh, honestly, I, I like I can remember playing the same map across several games, but either way, I just feel yeah, like... Yes, but that's because there wasn't map voting. It was just randomly generated that is of true. which one but, you would get. But again, my main point stands is that I would have liked them to add to the already existing map pool, then cr like separate it as its own map pool, because then you just... you replicate the problem of, of having two very limited map selections rather than one broad map selection. Being more is not always better, Bobert. Well, I feel like in Call of Duty it is. More guns, more ways to play the game, more maps, more modes. We've seen, we've seen that, what happens with that with Warzone. Hey man, Call of Duty itself is already too, it's almost, it's it's already hedging on 300 gigabytes. It, it's not going to be long before Call of Duty talking, is the I only thing. I wasn't talking on... about size. Oh, oh, my bad. I was talking about, we've seen what happens when you have multiple guns from multiple Yeah, phones. Warzone literally having the to... The meta breaks and you have guns that can three-tap against gun, against the same type of gun sometimes the same the same gun just from a different era that can't kill anything that's why you gotta balance them all that that's and that's one of the main reasons why we don't have all the same stuff like when it's from just one or two games i can understand and i can understand like wanting more maps but the maps for for modern warfare 3 aren't just remasters or anything like that or they're not like they're not just they were they were especially made for this so you could like for the fans of mw2 or uh, the original mw2 i should say because multiplayer the uh, mw2 multiplayer is where cod like really got into the spotlight but the, the, my, my last little segment here is that i'm sure as time goes on people will appreciate mw3 i personally am just waiting for the next treyarch game in 2024 but as with the rest of the kind of internet um hive mind i've fallen to the same opinion that it could have just been like a $50 DLC. Like I get it, Call of Duty wants to make a Call of Duty every year, fine. But at a certain point, you got to, you got to start to wonder when is Call of Duty going to make the shift to being a live service game and just going free and then exploding its microtransactions as if they weren't already doing that with bundles. This game is becoming sports games. It's, and I don't they're want definitely it. they're definitely not. It's been a downhill trend. I no, because it. that's not even what FIFA. The... Sports games are getting worse, though. They are getting sports a lot games, more. Sports games are bad because they're doing loot boxes and loot box gambling. That's why FIFA's so bad. That's why NFL is so bad. That's not just normal yeah, microtransactions. This isn't one aspect of those games, first no, of all. No, no. Whenever microtransaction controversy comes up about sports games, it's about either, what is it? Not, not career, but it's a specific mode. It's Superstar or something uh... in NFL, or it's the. My GM mode? 
mode? No, that's where you. That's like the story mode where you manage a team. But it there there's a mode where you actually collect cards of actual oh, you mean, players. Oh yeah, yeah. Trust me. And then, and then Kalen and Jordan the, had a field only, day with that. Yeah, for, yeah, I think the, it was NHL 19. Yeah. The only the only thing is with the sports with all the sports games, whether it's whether it's FIFA or or NFL or NHL, whatever, is that mode where you collect the cards is normally the ranked mode of the game. Wait, so they locked ranked behind pay to win? It, it like, they locked. unless you were doing, what is it, for for uh, NFL, there is, like, you can set up tournaments where each of your each of your friends picks a team and you can run a whole season. Like, that doesn't have the microtransaction stuff in it. So if you just want to do that, you can do that. But, like, yeah, there's, there's ranked modes for these modes where you literally gamble to get the best cards. Yeah, because I heard a lot of negativity about the way that they were doing sports games as that's they were why, getting into that's the why more sports recent games ones. Because I think they used the battle pass along with the... I, I, think, I think they combined the fact that it's an $80 purchase, they have a battle pass, and they have loot boxes, but I'm not 100% on that. Not sure either. I don't, I don't play the sports games. I just know a lot about the microtransaction and why they're in the countries that hate it, countries that for it. I don't remember 2K. what specific. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a two, it was two K, and they were doing like battle was, passes uh, along with. Yeah, um, it was, it was the basketball one. They were um, trying to do, they were trying to play both sides of the live service and paid service game. Yeah, that one doesn't really have the, the. It, it may have the mode, but it's definitely nowhere near as bad as NFL or FIFA. Oh yeah, NFL worst offender when it comes to that well fifa is the worst offender when it comes to the card the card thing that's true but the real worst offender is star wars battlefront 2 no they took that out as soon as it's like the oh, week yeah. after people did, complained about they it. did the thing that none of these other sports developers are actually going to sports games developers i should say are gonna do that's because ea is in for that dirty money yeah but you know who else is in for that dirty money us because we crave content i Sponsors, please <laughs> yeah yeah please please i already have a couple ideas is, but I just gotta, I gotta, I gotta do some talks. I gotta have some talks here. Um, but anyways, I think that brings our talking points to an end. I am very glad that both Menace and myself were able to maintain our composure through that Modern Warfare conversation, especially with how we've been discussing it over the past couple days and weeks. And no joke for those of you that. listening, I have heard Robbie complain about this game so much, mostly nitpicking, oh, yeah. but he complains yep. a lot. Yeah. Thank you. But there's still some good about it. It's just. So it's, it's just yeah, but his nitpicking trumps over all the good stuff about it. Yeah, his nitpicking makes the good stuff look like shit. So the nitpicking is fine. All right, Blaze, time check. Uh, we're just almost at two hours. That's fucking hilarious. I would like I realize to like say... an hour of this is just us randomly talking about <laughs> shit that has much. nothing to yeah. do with anything. It's fine. It's content. <laughs> Anyways, I'd like to thank all my wonderful friends for taking the time to join me on this wonderful ride from Blaze. Anytime. To Gemini. A pleasure as always. To Menace. I, I had times. And, ugh, subset. hey And he peaked. <laughs> and he did it, folks. He did it. We got it. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Anyways, please make sure to go check out all of the wonderful topics that we discussed today. Make sure to check out all the other wonderful podcasts that CJSW has to offer. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube and leave a like and comment. Because, you know, we got a pander. That's 
Yes, because we, we, we need, need to money, get into, we need to get into the algorithm before we can even make make the money. We are the South Park Pandaverse. Uh, thank Not you yet. all. Thank you all for Not taking yet. the time to listen to our nonsense, and we will all see you in the next one. Farewell. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW.